0: Good afternoon boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out once again the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. Man, I had no idea Chris Tucker was back in movies. I I saw his um, Good Morning America sit you know, that was, it's good to see him. Seems like he's in good health and happy, good spirits and no longer broke. So that's always positive. I didn't know he was doing it. I don't, I don't even have cable. Right. But I didn't know it's good to see him back. And, uh, apparently it's an air Jordan movie. I didn't know about this. Cause again, I don't have cable. So good on him. a good man to cover for sure. So there's that. Let's talk about our weekend of boxing. Shall we? A couple of fights I had talked about before. Wrapped up, uh, Kim Clavel shocked me at least, and uh, got the decision over Naomi Reyes. That was surprising. I, I didn't catch that. That's the one that looked like the mom. She pulled it out. Milf pulled it out. So nothing but respect there. Top of our deck here, we got some good fights happening over the next couple of next couple of weeks here. Top of the deck here today, Janabek Ali Conley is making his return. He's fighting uh, Stephen Butler. Excuse me, 12 rounds of middleweight action. ESPN the US, Sky Sports in the UK. Of course, this fight is intriguing for one main reason. That's Alam Conley and where he's at. Alam Conley going the distance after being perceived as this knockout artist, dangerous. People are ducking him, et cetera. Goes the distance. There's nothing wrong with going the distance. He was it was a clear win for him, but I think he was his own worst critic. He felt like I should have been able to get this dude out of there. And I would partially agree with it, but in all fairness, the guy's a little bit older, is Alan Con- Conley, and I don't hold it against him. He seems to be holding his own. What holds him back is a, a lack of experience because he got in late, got in the game late. And so he's doing good for what it is. But because he got in a little bit late, I think he might be getting to the point of reality. Okay, these young guys are coming up trying to take this from me. And though, so then in comes Stephen Butler. I didn't know very much about Stephen Butler before I took a look at it. He has the Ray Liotta look about him. (laughs) But I didn't know much about him up to this point. But it seems to me, it seems to me that Stephen Butler is a threat. I'm not saying or predicting that he beats Adam Conley. That's not what I'm doing. I'm saying I see him as a threat. I see him as somebody who could pull it out. Do do I think he guarantees pulls it out? No, because Butler's coming off two losses. So there's that. Actually, three, yeah, two losses, sorry. So there's that. But the people he lost to were not lower-level folks. What does happen, though, is that certain styles give him problems uh, for a butler. Certain styles just give him some give him some hard work. And he seems to falter when he hits those styles. The other piece of it is that he's, he always wants to fight a level above. Like, if he takes a loss, he always wants to fight back at the level he was at instead of taking a get-back that's kind of a little bit lower. So I give him respect because he seems to want to step up rather than down. The the flip on this is that sometimes he doesn't recover as well as he should. So DeLuca was the first time it seemed like he was on the rebound and I think he did good there. And then of course he fought Conley and that went to a decision, did Butler. And that's where we got to this point with Alan Conley. So this one's difficult for me because Alan Conley should completely destroy Stephen Butler if we're just going off of styles. But experience heavily favors Stephen Butler rounds in the books, certain different styles. And we don't know where the age and we don't know where Butler's heads at. I think that's the key of the fight is where's his head. Is his head really on the recovery path? And can he use that momentum that he has to shock the world? Cause it would truly be a shock. If he beat Alan Conley, I see Alan Connolly destroying him. So he has a chance to shock the world. And I will be curious if he can pull that off. On the undercard of that same fight, we have Jason Maloney making his return against Vincent Astrolabio. 12 rounds of bantamweight. I'm, I'm aware of Maloney, of course. I've heard of Astrolabio. I've not seen many of his fights. Astrolabio's out of the Philippines. I've not seen many of his fights. I think he mostly fights regional. Maloney's a little bit up in age, but he's coming off a huge streak. Huge, huge streak. Astrolabio, same thing. Roughly equivalent in terms of experience, rounds in the books roughly equivalent in terms of styles and their tendency to try to get you out of there so to me I find this to be a toss-up but I'm gonna give the lean ever so slightly ever so slightly to Jason Maloney here's why I think Astrolabio tends to leave himself open when he sees an opportunity he tries to go after it that Maloney has a chance to capitalize on so it's like I see a, a, a scenario where Astrolabio is winning or perceived winning. And then all of a sudden Maloney catches him with something and we're, and we're done. I see that as a possibility, not a prediction. It's hard to say, but I can see that absolutely happening. Hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully it does go longer than I perceive most online feel that Jason Maloney easily beats Astrolabio. I don't see it's easy. I see he's going to have to catch him with something. To the point Maloney himself came out and said, I got to beat this dude, period. I've got to take this guy out no matter what. And apparently, I didn't see this, but apparently Astrolabio and his team perceived Maloney as an easy soft touch. He's not an easy soft touch. He's very skilled, very crafty. And again, if he catches Astrolabio making a mistake, I, I think it's curtains. The other big fight we've got, this is on Showtime. 12 rounds of super lightweight action. The return of Roly Romero. And his opponent, I'm going to talk about, people are criticizing the man, I'm going to talk about him, Ismael Barroso. I am Barroso, listen. (laughs) People are looking at Barroso and they see what appears to be a very dirt old man. And visually, yes, he does not look his age. I think he's only like 40 years old. He looks like 70 years old. People online believe Romero's going to blow Barroso out. Barroso's been knocked out, so it is possible that that happens. In fact, Barroso is coming off a unanimous loss and has been on a decline. He had a couple of wins here and there, but he's been on a decline. Roly of course, is coming off the stoppage to Tank Davis, one of the hardest punchers in the game. It is possible for one reason that Barroso can upset Roley, and that is because Barroso is a southpaw with power. That could play into factor. This is going to come down to speed. Speed, hand speed. Roley has decent hand speed, but not great hand speed. Barroso does not have good hand speed, but he has, he can throw a shot that you don't see at a kind of weird, it's kind of, it's kind of this weird angle he throws, but he can catch you with a shot you don't see. So it's not, to me, the speed is going to play in. Does Roly have enough speed to be able to deal with Barroso getting out of there early? I see that Roley needs to get him out of there early. If he can't get him out of there early, he's got to take him the full to hope that he wins and gets tired to where he can catch him with something. Because it's entirely plausible that Barroso catches him with Roley with the same kind of shot that Tank was able to nail him with where Roley was just throwing and not paying attention and got caught with something and was knocked loopy. That possibly could happen. Do I think it happens? Maybe. That's the best I can give you on that one. Francis Bartholomew makes his return. He's fighting Omar Juarez. Again, showtime, 10 rounds. It's super lightweight action. Very well first on both guys. I'm a fan of pretty much both of them. I think Rances Bartlemy has gotten a, he's gotten a bit of a bum rap as of late. I guess the only way I can describe it. And Omar Juarez, he's been a little bit declining, but not greatly declining. Juarez is certainly the younger guy. Bartlemy has significant experience. bartelli has been in the game a long time. Bartlemy has been at the top, fighting at the top level. And so this is a huge step down for him in terms of the levels that we see. Bartlemy's coming off, getting stopped. In his most recent fight, I'm pretty sure that happened prior to the pandemic. I'll double check. But he's fresh off getting stopped. Again, that may jack with your mind. And he may not still be in it to to the same degree that he was. So, here's the story on Rancis Bartholomew. Rancis Bartholomew, his decline started, I'm going to argue, roughly about 2019-ish, I'm going to say. 2019-ish. He fired, excuse me, 2018. He fights Kiro Relic. That was a robbery. I had Bartleby easily win in the fight. They gave it to Kiro Relic. After that loss, it seemed like, for whatever reason, his mental for Bartleby just kind of switched. He fights Bunny, Robert Easter Jr., goes to a split decision draw, which arguably, yeah, sure, because neither guy was really impressive, that one. After this, he fights Rivera, not Michelle Rivera, different Rivera, he wins that easy, so he's on the get-back. Then he fights Gary Russell, Gary Antoine. Gary Antoine gets a stoppage, but it's a controversial stoppage, as in people didn't believe that he should have got, got his hand raised in a stoppage, and this has happened multiple times with Gary Antoine. It happened also with Victor Postal. So, Bartleby, with all these losses or split decision draws, and he's lost that win, it seemed like he doesn't he doesn't go out and try to win like he used to. He doesn't put his whole energy into it like he used to. To me, that's dangerous when you're going against a guy like Juarez, who's a solid boxer. He's not a power punch or anything, but he's a solid boxer where I could easily see Juarez completely outboxing Rancis Barthelme if Barthelme's head's not in the game. I'm not making a prediction on that one. I'm saying that I hope Barthelme's in, in the right frame of mind for this fight because Juarez has absolutely every chance to outbox him over twelve. I don't see a knockout for either guy. The other fight I see here is Bader Akhmedov fighting Ken Sims Jr. I like this fight. 12 rounds of super lightweight action. I like both guys. I think highly of both guys. Bader Akhmedov, of course, is coming off a split decision loss, whereas uh, Ken Sims went close, got a win, but he went close his very last fight. The vast majority of people think Ken Sims completely washes Bader Akhmedov I don't see that. I don't see it as a guaranteed wash. Certainly, Sims has more experience, 100%. Certainly, Sims has the age advantage. But Bader Akhmedov is a southpaw. Bader Akhmedov is a tricky puncher. Bader Akhmedov has power. I don't see it as this wash for Ken Sims. I say Akhmedov has every opportunity to catch Sims with something he doesn't see mid-throw and getting a stoppage. I'm not making a prediction. I'm saying that people are overlooking Akhmedov in my personal opinion. That's what I see on boxing. I think we got some good fights here. We certainly have some good fights coming up on the horizon. I'll probably check back in after everything's wrapped up. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Combat Talk Radio, Masterpiece Boxing, found at combattalkradio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices, and I appreciate you for being here. Just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone. And then Lifeblood of Boxing Series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering for Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So CombatTalkRadio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve. We want to hear from you, and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss, and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments, and we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast, not on the YouTube, for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it, and I will see you guys next week.